Uh, right next to that sign that says, hey, start talking, Dave, because the song is over and it's time to welcome our good friend Tim Ashoff to the program, president and COO of Creek Carrier Schaefer Trucking. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Great to be back on so soon. Yeah, great. Back on the radio again. I feel like breaking into a Gene Autry song here. <laughs> we had a good time up in um, in uh, Louisville. You haven't gotten home yet, though. You're in Dallas. But before we go there, let's uh, let's re, uh, re rewind just a little bit. What's your uh, overall takeaway from the uh, show? I know you were only able to be there on the Thursday, but that's pretty uh, pretty well attended Thursday as as. Uh, as history has shown, Thursday is usually, well, there are not going to be too many people here today because it's Thursday. But I don't know, man. This Thursday seemed uh, pretty pretty, pretty crowded. It did. It seemed, uh, you know, there was pretty good buzz around there and a lot of energy already, which is, as you mentioned, usually you see that more on the, on the Friday, Friday afternoon. So that was uh, good to see. I, I think what I like to do is try to get the feel for you know, what's, what's important to the drivers, what's going on in the industry. And, and boy, it sure seemed like on Thursday, it was the, uh, Hey, is there an app for that day? It seemed like, you know, drivers were, were migrating to the, uh, to the vendors that had a, I've, I've got an app for this, or I've got an app for that. And, and certainly understand that as if there's some things that can make a driver's life better uh, and easier that I'd be headed that way as well. You know, I remember when the uh, Mid-America show was a lot smaller than it is right now. And it was only in the, well, you know, the West Wing is where a lot of those apps, a lot of the recruiters were. That's where your booth was. A, a lot of uh, a lot of folks say the West Wing is still where the action is at the truck show. It has a completely different feel to it. But uh, there was a, a mirrored hall called the East Wing, which is now the North Hall, which if that makes any sense. But what my, my point being is that uh, back in those days, the only electronics, and I don't mean the electrical, but electronics that you would have seen at a truck show were CB radios and radar detectors. <laughs> <laughs> now you would have to look pretty hard to find either one of those. <laughs> Woo, yeah, you got that right. We were talking about CBs a little bit earlier. But again, you're not home. Uh, you're not in Nebraska. You're down in Dallas. Uh, and I said, I'll, we'll find out what's cooking both literally and figuratively, because I, I know you had a, a, a to-do down there at, at the terminal. Yes, yeah, I came down yesterday with uh, Eric Cutter, the president of our Schaefer division, and we had uh, meetings with the terminal, and we had a big driver meeting yesterday afternoon. You know, we tried to get around across the country and, and hold those regularly. And then after that meeting, Eric and I got the grill out, and, and we cooked down uh, over 120 burgers and 50 dogs for the, the drivers, our great diesel techs down there, and the team, and had a good time. It was a great uh, weather in Dallas last night, so it was just fun to, to spend some casual time and help reward our drivers by making them a, a good dinner out on the road. Fantastic. We'll all be circling back to Dallas, and it seems like a long way off in August, but as everything else, it's pretty much right around the corner. So we'll look forward to seeing you again down there in Big D for the GATS, the Great American Trucking Show in August. Yeah, time flies. It'll be here before we know it. For sure. Well, we do have a topic of conversation here today. It's called the Driver Experience. Uh, everybody knows, uh, even folks not in trucking should have an, a, a sense that trucking has always been a challenging profession. But some of those challenges have certainly changed over the years. Other changes, including the ways trucking companies are addressing some of these challenges. So you're uh, joining us here today to kind of discuss what's being done to improve the 
quote, driver experience. So I guess before we talk about the driver experience, we should find out what it is. So what is the driver experience, Tim? And how is the driver experience defined by you guys at Creek, Schaefer, and Hunt? Yeah, so for us, you know, there, there are some basics in, in being a driver. Obviously, there's, you know, your pay, your home time, your benefits, those types of things. But we know it, you need to look beyond that and what is the experience a driver has at a company. So for us, that is, you know, I'd say it comes down to three things. Is, three things is how do we communicate with drivers? How do we understand what the drivers go through and what, what that individual driver's uh, needs are? And then certainly how do we um, – meet those needs so we reduce the level of stress for a driver so you know if you're in a stressful situation you're not having a good experience is our is our key so how do we do those things how do we understand what driver's life is on a day-to-day basis overall how do we understand what's important to that individual driver and then how do we meet those needs and eliminate that driver's stress you know one of the things that um, i think we can you know there's an old um there's an old expression. In fact, there was an old uh, Carl Smith had a song called I Overlooked an Orchid While Searching for a Rose, meaning, you know, uh, I, I kind of let the perfect become the enemy of the good. And, you know, you're talking about you you weren't kidding when you said, hey, is there an app for that? Because, you know, mo- most of the truck show was uh, buzzing on electrons as opposed to diesel, it seems. Um, but we have multiple forms of communication now. It, it used to be the pay phone that you stood in line in the rain, in the dark to use uh, to talk to uh, dispatch. Uh, this is even before uh, fleet managers were named and. And, and load coordinators, you know, this is going way back. But what I'm getting at is that it's not just the quality of the method, methodology of communication. It's the quality of what is being communicated. Do you think there's a danger sometimes that because we have this instantaneous real-time multiple sourcing, you can get an email, a text, and a phone message, and something on Qualcomm or whatever you use on the screen. All of that stuff is there. Um, is, is there a danger overall that we could lose the content? Sure, certainly. And sometimes it's not only the content, but maybe more importantly, the context. Yeah, um, the better word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How do you understand exactly what those, you know, five words in black and white really mean? And so what we try to do with our um, driver managers, especially, and also our fleet managers, is, is we try to give them, you, you know, again, put yourself in that driver's shoes right now in the moment, what's trying to be communicated. And boy, if you don't understand, and if it's taking more than a message or two, pick up the phone. That That is still the best way to, uh, face-to-face obviously is the best way, but the, the next best when a driver is out on the road and you're in the office is, is to pick up the phone and, and, and reach out and, and call that driver. So you can put things in context. And so we have clear communication and clear understanding because if you don't, then that creates frustration and stress, and, and that's not a good driver experience. We're like everybody else, and it's it's interesting that what we do in terms of our profession, our business, how we make our living is doing what you and I are doing right now, talking, talking with one another, albeit long distance. We're not texting or emailing one another, but we have... Yeah, from from the very get-go, Tim, in our little 12-person company, Radio Nemo, we do texting, 
Uh, we do emailing. And I got to tell you, sometimes, you know, you can read an email and it is you the, what you read is completely different from what the person intended when they wrote it. And man, if you're if you're out there three, four hundred miles away and there's no real practical way to get to that person to say, hey, wait a minute. What, what did you mean when you said this in the email that can start to stew? It really can. And again, it's it's helping our team members, particularly those, you know, in the office, then really understand what a driver goes through on a day to day basis. You know, one of the ways we've done that is we've had uh, our our operations folks go out for a ride along with the driver, um, even if it's only, you know, a couple hours and and going through a, a pickup and a, and a delivery at a shipper and a consignee. So they can see it in context, um, certainly not like the driver does on a day-to-day -day basis. But so then when I know I'm, I'm, I have a driver that's been, you know, at a receiver and, and maybe there's a challenge going on and they're sending a message and, and you, the, we hope our people then really understand what the driver's talking about when, hey, you know, I'm, I'm at the guard shack and they're telling me X and they don't have this paperwork in it, so I got to go to Y, where it's rather than, you know, the response being, oh, just figure it out. It's okay. I understand what you're going through. Let me see what I can do to help you. So it is really important to, to have the, the team really understand internally what's happening with the driver externally. Are things moving up so fast now in terms of, uh, well, communication, in terms of the changing landscape of trucking? Um, it's important for carriers to pay attention to the driver experience. Um, are there some whys there that may not be apparent? In other words, why is it important for carriers to pay attention to the driver experience? You would think the answer would be, you know, obvious, but maybe not so obvious in some instances. Well, I, I think what has happened um, over time, and I know you've seen it over the years, is, um, you know, the drivers used to be able, and we expected as a company, and and shippers and receivers expected it too. The drivers used to be the person that that solved everything that happened out there, uh, whether it was a delay in a load or or other things like that. They had more, I'll call it, flexibility to do that in the past. Now, um, with with the regulatory world that the drivers living in, the constraints that they're on, the the requirements that customers have for information, for detail on loads, for other things. The driver can't solve a lot of those issues, and right now when those issues are happening, that driver's got this clock ticking in his head saying, hey, I've got 660 minutes to be driving um, to earn my living, to take care of my family, and I'm not moving because there is a challenge out here in front of me. So that's one of the things I think we help focus our team on, too, to understand that we have to help our drivers reduce stress by helping them solve problems that are facing them out in the field, but we have to help solve in here. So we have to be able to communicate with them, understand what's going on with them and solve that problem so they can get back to uh, you know, driving, which is really why they're out there. Yeah, and boy, that's an important point. And as you're solving problems to, and, and essentially, and, and I don't mean this in any specific way, but we are operating under a certain set of rules. We operate under rules here on the radio, believe it or not. It may not seem like it, but we are. Uh, and trucking certainly operates. Uh, there's enough rules to go around in trucking. And as soon as you figure out ways to operate under those rules and make it work, 
then the rules change. And now, uh, going back to mid-America, Secretary of Transportation Elaine Chao announced that we have gone from that advanced notice of proposed rulemaking that came out last August, basically asking the questions of, how would you like to see hours of service change? And they gave some parameters for that. Uh, now, well, we understand uh, right from her mouth that um, the actual notice of it, of the notice of proposal, they couldn't make that more complicated. The, the NPRM is gone to the OMB and the Office of Management and Budget has now the actual proposed rule. So bottom line here is we don't know what it is. We don't know how widespread it's going to be. We don't know the content. We don't know how long it's going to take. But we are getting a new hours of service rule to one degree or another. So now the, 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 the boy, I hate to say playing field. Let's just say landscape. The landscape is going to change again. So you kind of almost have to start all over again. You do. You have to understand, you know, what adjustment is made to the landscape and what impact does it have on the on the day to day experience, the day to day life of that driver. And and, you know, I do. I'm hopeful that, you know, certainly with what the FMCSA has said and leading up to this rule, you know, opening up uh, the comments periods that I think they they understand now that with the electronic logging devices that they've been able to obtain a lot of information. Um, compliance is a lot easier to understand that they can provide maybe a level of more flexibility uh, for the driver, whether it's, you know, maybe they can move that 30 minute break around differently, use it differently, use it. So when it's a time period when, um, you know, they'd rather sit uh, for a half hour than driving through Atlanta traffic during rush hour, those types of things, Uh, maybe some more flexibility and, and, you know, moving that break around could be helpful. So then if that is the case, then we say, okay, how does that impact our driver? How does that impact the operations? Uh, how do we make it ensure we make that better uh, for the driver? So, yeah, it is always something we have to be watching and, and really truly understanding the impact of that on a day-to-day basis. Yes, if there was a movie called Re- uh, Flexibility, now we are going to see the uh, sequel called The Return of Flexibility. And I don't say that uh, sarcastically by any means. I honestly think here, and I think you do, I think most people are hopeful that um, under um, – Ray Martinez at FMCSA, who I believe is truly sincere about improving things for drivers out on the road by offering the one thing that can make that happen. Flexibility. It's not going to work for everybody, though, and they understand that because I think, um, you know, that, that, that bumper sticker that reads one size does not fit all, which is theoretically on the back of every trailer. Uh, I think they understand that implicitly. But again, you can only have one rule, at least at this point. Um, let's kind of circle back again and kind of get closer to home. Tim, uh, Crete Schaefer Hunt, you guys are doing things to improve the driver experience. Now, you kind of uh, talked in general terms about some of the things you guys do and some of the uh, approaches that you take. Are there, uh, are there some uh, concrete things that you can talk about here in terms of what y'all are doing to improve the driver experience? Yeah, you know, as I mentioned before, first of all, we want our team inside to understand the best they can. We know they'll never be drivers and never been out there, but what the driver, you know, faces on a day-to-day basis and what are those stress points. And, and you know, one of those big stress points is, as I kind of alluded to, is time. 
So how do we ensure that the driver has a couple things? One, as much information as they need as soon as possible to plan their day to use that time. So we, we've really focused on in the last uh, six months or so doing what we call pre-plans. So as a driver is on their current load and getting ready to deliver it, uh, we're giving them their next load assignment well in advance. Um, so they really know you know, where I'm going to be going after I deliver this load so I can plan my break time, plan the direction I'm going, use their time wisely. And then the other things we say is, okay, well, what's another big user of time and, and frustration, stress for driver? And it's that time spent at shippers and receivers. So we've been focusing a lot on saying, how do we how do we improve that experience? You know, one of the easiest ways is to, you know, make loads more drop and hook. So Last year, we hauled 20,000 more drop and hook loads than the year before. So working a lot with our customers on saying, how do we make that a great experience for drivers at your facilities? How can we um, you know, get them in and out quicker? How can we provide them uh, amenities uh, at your facilities? How do we provide them parking options? So really just a lot of focus um, with our customers on that driver experience. And it's been really well received. Um, you know, obviously last year was a, was a strong year in the market, a lot of demand for, for trucking services. But I think people are really, we're, we're able to provide a lot of data to customers now, uh, obviously with the electronics, with uh, the, the tracking we can have with our in-cab units and things on the time being spent at their facilities. And once you show people that, then they can start understanding why drivers get frustrated and, and they can have a better experience. So uh, I, I was pleased and still am pleased about the communications we're having with customers about trying to improve our drivers' lives. And you're obviously, and you just kind of said it, but you're getting uh, good feedback from uh, drivers about the, again, driver experience with uh, Creek Schaefer Hunt. Yeah, really good feedback. And, and you know, that's part of the reason, like you mentioned, I was out here um, yesterday out uh, in the field. It's one thing that drivers can always give me a call, send me a message, but to have, as we talked at the beginning here, those face-to-face conversations and really understand, hey, what is working about us trying to you know, improve that driver experience? Where do we still need the work? Uh, what are some specific receivers? Um, the, the drivers know we do, we do have data, as I mentioned, but data sometimes doesn't tell the full story. You need, you need the color and the context around it. So talking with drivers, having those one-on-one conversations about locations. And, and one of the things we did yesterday is we actually brought in a number of our sales team members to the meeting uh, to, to hear straight from the drivers. Hey, here are your, you know, here's your customers. Here's the experience as I have, you know, when I pick up with them and when I go to their receivers and, and to have that complete feedback loop so we can get that directly back out to the customer is very important. Fantastic, fantastic, and I know you want to. You've you've uh, had the chance to say um, hello and uh, share a burger and some fun and some uh, conversation with the the folks uh, there at Schaefer uh, out of the Dallas terminal. Where are you, where are you heading to next? Well, I'm actually I, I've got a few days of meetings here, but then next Monday I'm going to be Atlanta uh, doing the same thing, having drivers meetings there in our Atlanta terminal, and and then spending that time again at the end of the day staying there for the evening and then doing a cookout. And one thing I realized in, in my planning, though, is that's going to come right up to that final basketball game. So it'll, it'll probably be a little extra special uh, event there. More people off the road wanting to watch that, too. So we look forward to sharing that time with our drivers. Fantastic. Tim, as always, again, it was so great to uh, spend a little time with you there in Louisville. I'm looking forward to having you back here on the radio, of course, several times before Gats, but we'll meet up again in Dallas. I'm looking forward to it, Dave. Thank you.
Tim Ashoff, everybody. Always a great pleasure talking with Tim. Um, he is the president and COO of Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking.